All right, we're back with the MJ podcast. Another episode here. Matt, episode seven. Episode seven. Did you check that before in advance? Actually, no. I know it by heart now. Wow, you're right on track. <laughs> yeah. Um, pretty big news right now with the bet going on that we established. I think in episode three, I have won the bet. It kind of feels cheap, but I'll take it anyway. Because I think that if Tebow didn't get... The bet was that if Tim Tebow... Well, Jared had Tim Tebow make it to MLB by the end of the year, and I said he would not. Now, I personally believe, Jared, that if he did not get injured, he would be in the, he would be in the, he would he would have been called up. Right. I mean, I I think most people would probably agree with that at this point, especially based on how he actually had a decent average in Double A. Yeah. And the Mets are terrible. Yeah. Um. No, the Mets are absolute garbage. Really, I don't like I. I no, I can't really talk with them. The Grom's pitching well, but I mean that everything. And Syndergaard looks decent, but the whole team is in a ugh, not good. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do here over the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, I we can kind of talk about it if we want to get into this. I, I personally do not want them to trade. Either Degrom or Syndergaard. I don't know how much. Same. We're, I, we're both in agreement over here. I I do think that they could trade Zach Wheeler, Stephen Matz potentially. Um, I don't love the idea of trading those guys either. I, I think obviously all four of them have a lot of talent, and that's an op- that's a, a part of their team that they have solidified. And this year has really actually been a breakout year for both Wheeler and Matt. They've actually been pretty good. Um, However, the team's not going to win with what they currently have. They need more offense. And you got to hope that if you make some trades here, you can bring in some some prospects that will help down the road. So I understand Wheeler, you know, has another year left. But then he'd be a free agent. So I guess I'd be okay with parting – with him, even though he's having probably maybe his second best year of his career right now, definitely showing that he can be a starter in the MLB. But I really, for the Mets right now, the biggest position that I think they really need to solidify themselves at is first base. It's a joke of a position for the team right now. Uh, I really think that they can use a, a good, really big power hitting first baseman um, I like where they're at with Nimmo and Conforto in the outfield. However, with Lagaris unable to stay healthy, if Lagaris could come back, he'd probably be a fourth out outfielder for me. But other than Nimmo and Conforto, the third outfield position probably still open. I don't think Jay Bruce, Cespedes, who knows where he's going to be at. He probably won't even be ready if he has the surgery to even start next year. So, I don't know where, where Cespedes is going to be at for next season. He's, he's probably a question mark at best at this point. Um, I like Rosario playing short. Um, but other than that, you know, your, your infielders, Todd Frazier, I believe, is still signed for next year, so he could probably oh, play God, third yeah. base. Um, and then second base, Cabrera most likely would get traded here, which he's obviously been excellent, but – 
I obviously think you need to trade him. He's, he's an older guy. If you can get anything good for him in return, that'd be good. And the biggest need, even though this was the biggest need last year, the biggest need is going to be bullpen. The bullpen is an absolute mess. And now Familia is out of the picture. I would even consider Gazelman for a starting role next year. If you end up trading away Wheeler and Matz, you look to Gazelman and Lugo to replace those guys, and then the bullpen's got to be a complete makeover. That Those are all options, but it really seems like uh, there's a lot of work to be done. Pretty much for me, anyone is tradable except for I've got right now four guys on the definite no uh, – five guys on the definite no trade. That, I think uh, open season. I guess I've got Nimmo. DeGrom, Syndergaard, DeGrom, Syndergaard, Nimmo, Conforto, and – Rosario? Okay. Yeah. Uh, everybody else everybody else is open season for me. I want to talk a little bit a little bit about this familiar trade. And actually what happened in the past hour was the Zach Britton trade. Yeah. Zach Britton is also hold on a second, before we get into that, I also just want to make another statement. Another great game today for Devin Mezzarocco. I'd actually think about the Mets trying to keep him around long term as a catcher. I, I don't know. Who's better, Devin Mezzarocco, that might be available? He's been excellent for me, both as a catcher defensively. He can throw out runners, and he is clutch with the hitting. Like, I think he could be actually a resurrection of his career in New York. Okay. I actually don't – I don't know. If they, I, th- I think he's a good defensive defense catcher, but he's hitting around 230 offensively, so – I don't know. What I'm saying is, who are you getting, though? You know, you got to look at what's out there. And this was a guy who the Mets got for nothing with Harvey being a joke. So, really, I would – I mean, obviously, Ploiecki and Darno are not doing it. So, you really, at this point, in the MLB have to have two legitimate catchers. Even if you go out and sign another good catcher, I would still keep Mesoraco around as a guy who can share time, maybe be kind of a 50-50. You know, you have two catchers that can really play. Okay. I I can see that. I want to cover the familiar trade right now. All right. I, haven't, I will be honest with you. I've heard that the Mets did not get a good return, but I have not delved too deep into the prospects that they did get in the return, so you might have to help tell me a little bit more about them. Well, the prospects aren't, weren't really that good. They're at, decent at best. And the, and the other – I think the big part of the trade was for the Mets – the international slot money. I want to read you off what you, you'll be a, a, a writer for uh, the MLB called Keith Law. Yes. I want to read you off his opening statement on, on, on the about the trade. Ready? Yes. If the New York Mets are just going to trade their most valuable major league assets for salary salary relief rather than try to improve the club then it is time for the MLB to step in and force the Wilpons to sell the team. Just as the league did with Frank McCourt and the Dodgers, trading Jerry's Familia's, trading Jerry's Familia for two fringe at best prospects is not how any team, regardless of payroll level, should operate in this environment. For a franchise that operates in the largest market in the league to do this, and to, to do so 10 days before the trade deadline, rather than waiting for somebody to offer a legitimate return is embarrassing for the Mets and for Major League Baseball as a whole. I, now, I, I can't disagree with you. Now, 
Zach Britton trade today, the, the Orioles got a really solid prospect for the Yankees. Now, look, the Yankees have, have the second-best second best farm system in Major League Baseball, so there's a little bit of different stuff over there. Can we also However, say that there's a major difference between what Zach Britton can do and what Jerry's Familia can do? Britton's been arguably one of the best relievers in the MLB over the past couple seasons. Familia had one excellent season and has kind of been – Towards the top of the closers, but by no means an elite closer for the last couple seasons. So I, I agree with you that the Mets probably could have gotten more for him, but he is an expiring contract and he was hurt earlier this year. And you can't argue that it's not like he's been an amazing closer. That I agree the year they went to the World Series, he was excellent, but that's a couple years ago. I, the, the trade market is not going to be. Excellent prospects for Jerry's familiar. That's just not what it was. How could they have gotten more? Could they have waited a little bit longer? Fine. Yeah. But it's not really fair to compare it to Zach Britton because, first of all, the Orioles are completely trying to sell it off. The Mets are trying to rebuild on the fly. It's a, the Orioles have already traded Manny Machado, so they've already established what they're willing to take for an excellent player. Zach Britton is a guy who, for the last couple of years, has been in the top three closers in the MLB, you could argue. Familia has not been there for me. So I don't think that it's fair to compare those two. However, I don't disagree with what Adam Law said or Keith Law said uh, about the Mets. But I also think you have to – and again, I'm not trying to – I agree that the Wilpons have been an absolute joke. But you do have to understand that they just had to remove their general manager who has cancer right now. So, again, it's a mess – they could have done a better job fixing it, but this is why it's a mess because Sandy had to leave in the middle of the year. You there, Max? I think when you look at the Mets right now, you know, you have to look at the Wilpons inability to replace Sandy Alderson. Uh, you know, it's a very sad thing that he has cancer and that he has to leave the team. And I know he didn't want to. I'm sure he only did this because he really felt like he had to. But you got this three headed group. Who the heck knows what's going on with these guys? You know, and that's what's the problem. It's really hard to hold anyone accountable because it's easy to pass the blame off to one another. Like, if one guy says, if the Wilpons say, well, what are you guys doing? And one guy says, oh, well, it was Mania's fault. And Mania says, oh, it was the other guy's fault. You know, like you have too many people probably passing the blame at this point. So, Obviously, it's not working out very well with the three-headed team. Um, and it's, it's really embarrassing because this is a big point. If they're trying to rebuild, this is an opportunity for them to get some younger players, some prospects, you know? Yep. Um, I, I really hope that MLB steps in. That's all I can say. I don't think we're at and that then, point, Max. I, I don't think we're at that point yet. I think... What point do we get there to? Look, I, here's the problem. The Mets, have, the Mets, the Wilpons have been owners for a long time. They haven't done anything extremely egregious. And the MLB 
doesn't hate the Wilpons right now. Yes, the team has not been competitive. However, they were just in a World Series a couple years ago. They, they are embarrassing, but they're not at the level that the league the, – the league has to be careful on these things because you don't want to set a precedent that just because your team makes a couple bad moves, you step in and take over and force them to sell the team. I don't, I don't think that's where they're at right now. I think obviously, you know, you don't want to – you know, if it, it could get worse, and at that point then you could – you could make an argument that they need to do that, but I don't think we're at the point that the league needs to step in just yet. Okay. You you know what I'm saying? Like, is the league going to step in to every team that doesn't have good players? Is the, if the look, let me, let me just tell you this. If the league's not stepping in on Derek Jeter and the Marlins, they're not stepping in on the Mets because the Marlins got rid of Giancarlo Stanton, who had just had the most home runs in the league last year. And won the MVP of the NL. And, and Marcelo Zuna yeah. and Christian Yelich. And did they get fair assets for them? No. Exactly. I actually I actually heard a really good interview today. I knew you're not going to like it, but it was one part of my take. Mm. They, they had Christian Yelich on. And they kind of talked about how everything right after the, after the Jose Fernandez thing, everybody knew it was happening after that. It was pretty interesting to hear how, like, if you look at the Marlins, right when they had Fernandez at, at his last, sadly his last season, they were really. I think they were next. If they had, if he hadn't passed away, they wouldn't have. Made, they probably had had a chance to make the season, make the playoffs the next season. And I don't know if you, I don't know if you agree with me or disagree with me. They're definitely going to uprising, that's for sure. And it's just, it's pretty interesting to see how that team just fell apart right after that. Because yet let. Yelich had said that he knew every, it was going to fall apart. They tried doing it last year, and nothing worked. And there wasn't, like, any ang- any angerness or any, like, just they knew it was happening. So I think the, I think the whole Derek Jeter thing in the Marlins is a little bit different. Would you agree with me? In, in a Different than what? Than the Mets? Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Definitely it's different. But at the same time, like I said – wouldn't you agree that it was worse? Uh, the team or the owner? The, well, for the me, the, the Marlins team is worse. Yes, their team is worse. I agree with you over there. Uh, and that's, that's what I'm saying. Is Jeter's a first-time owner. He's never done this before. So if they're ever going to step in, it'd be then when he needs help, not when – you have an owner like the Wilpons, who the MLB has never had to do this with, and they've been owners for years. Uh, uh, I, again, I think we're not far away from that happening, but I just don't think we're at that point yet. All right. I guess we can agree to disagree over here then. I just, again, I, I, I understand the NBA did it with – Donald Sterling and, and the Clippers. I understand it has to happen sometimes where the league has to get involved, but I, I'm one for, you know, I don't think the league should just should just get involved. The commissioner's office does not need to get involved all the time. You know, you got to well, let people their business. We're not comparing the Donald Sterling situation to the federal Wolpon because that's like, I mean, look, I don't like Wolpon at all, but he hasn't. No, I know. And that, I'm saying okay, that, okay. Look, look, okay. 
them, the Panthers, you know, the, the, these situations where they need to get involved. I don't think this is a need to get involved situation. What happened with the Panthers? I... Well, similar situation to Sterling. Not necessarily racism, but you had a lot of allegations of a bad workplace environment, sexism, oh. you know, some issues. The Carolina Panthers were recently sold. Oh, oh this was the guy Ben Richardson, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, I guess on to the next topic. Um, I actually, before we start Mount Rushmore, can I read you off uh, Dwight Howard's quote from yesterday's press conference? Sure. So, I don't know. I, I really don't like Dwight Howard at all. I think he's a really big drama queen, and he that's putting it nicely. His antics pissing me off, and I just don't like him as a player. Uh, so he had this great quote yesterday. I learned Matt, so recently he, saw him, so he's, he was brought up in the Nets, and then became a free agent to saw him as the Wizards. His quote was, I learned magic for eight years, went to La La Land, worked for a while with Rockets, learned to fly with some Hawks, got stung by the Hornets, and it all taught me how to be a Wizard. Yeah, I don't know what you want to... I don't know what that is. <laughs> I thought, um, Zach Wheeler just won again. Um, the Mount Rushmore now. Jared, introduce it. Well, Max has been doing the a couple things lately. The Mount Rushmore uh, segment of the podcast. His Rushmore Fruits. <laughs> then he moved on to the Mount Rushmore Desserts. And he asked me to pick another topic for this podcast, and I selected the Mount Rushmore of of U.S. states. So what are the best for U.S. states? And Max... Can I read you off mine? Can I read you off mine? I'm ready to go. Now tell me if you agree or disagree on each state. Ready? Okay. Okay, I'm going to have to check messages now. Um, New Jersey... Disagree. New York. Agree. Maryland. Disagree. Pennsylvania. Disagree. Okay, what are your top four, Jared? Well, you got to give me some explanations about why you pick. I understand why you pick New Jersey. You live there. You're pretty biased. However, Maryland and Delaware, literally no. No, no. Maryland, okay. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Why? Okay. Okay, let me explain Maryland first, okay? Yes. Maryland has the District of Columbia located in it. The District of Columbia is D.C. No. the capital. No, 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 no. The District of Columbia is not in Maryland. It is the District of Columbia. It is separate okay. from both Maryland but, and Virginia. Okay, but is it in, like... Uh, all right, Jack, you're – no, I'm right over here. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, the Maryland has uh, – oh, shit. Uh, sorry. Um, okay, actually, this is fell apart really bad. I have no argument for Maryland now. Oh, well. It does not have D.C. It's out. 
It's not in the t- Mount Rushmore states. There's no way. Would you put Florida in there? I would not. I would not either. Okay, good. I've never been in California. I feel like you probably put that in there. California is definitely in there. Okay. Okay. So yeah. you guess you're Mount Rushmore. I mean, you can. You can try. New York. Yes. California. Yes. Uh, Michigan. Michigan may or may not be in there. They're one I'm I'm thinking about putting them in there. They're definitely, they're potentially going to be in there. Nebraska's not going to be in there. Nebraska's not going to be in there. Okay, good. Uh, Massachusetts. Massachusetts is in there. You knew it. Okay, I saw about the Northeastern. Okay. Now, are you deciding between Michigan and South Carolina? No, South Carolina is not in there. Oh, okay. So what are you deciding between with Michigan? Well, I'm de- I'm deciding between Michigan and I'm also looking at Colorado to be included. I think Colorado is an excellent state. Uh, the state of Washington, also excellent state. Um, the state of Illinois is pretty solid. Obviously, Chicago is a pretty big influence with Illinois. Just like uh, New York City is with New York. Right. Right, but okay. New York, the whole state is excellent. Um, um okay, that's not, what the 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 state of New York has so many different things from beaches to cities to different great mountainous regions. Up, you've got excellent different things to do in all all different parts of the state. You I mean, just you described have, New Jersey. No. Yes, you did. Give me a good city in New Jersey. Um, Deal. What? Deal. What city? It's, it's, it's right near Point Pleasant. No, that's not a Deal, city. New Jersey. No, Max, that's not a city. Freehold. Max, that's not a city. That's a town. Um, okay, Hoboken. Hoboken, I would say, is a suburb of New York City. It's not a city. Jersey City. Again, same problem. Those are just areas that are near New York City. Are a you going to put in, a city, New Jersey? Newark, Newark, which is awful, or Trenton, which is terrible. Camden, exactly. City. Okay. Or, oh. or another another one, Atlantic City. Nope. I've never been there. No. I've never been there either. Exactly. Because there's no reason to go there because it's not – I mean, maybe at some point it gets built back up, but it's not good. Well, I think it's worth going there once you turn 21, which I have not yet. doesn't matter when you go there. There's not much to do. New Jersey is not one of the Mount Rushmore states in the U.S. It's debatable. Look at your, look at your head politician. Uh. Like, gov- okay, head politician, like Cory Booker or uh, Phil Murphy? Chris Christie. Well, Chris Christie's out, okay? Okay, Chris but Christie. you voted him in. I did not vote him in, okay? I'm it was a mistake. New- this new state of New Jersey did. Obviously, they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, I can't really defend this anymore. Yeah, they're <laughs> okay. out. They have no good cities. They have beaches for sure. 
But other than that, I think that's really the only thing. Admit this. Admit this. They have better beaches than New York. Yes, I will agree. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, so basically, like I said, it's probably the top probably two that I would go down to is either Colorado or Michigan. Um, some would probably argue Minnesota, but I'm not ready to argue that. Um, what about Texas? No. It's too I don't much, know. There's too much deserty area there. It's not the 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 cities aren't beautiful in Texas. You know. I mean, I don't I don't know. Like the cities, but you some solid cities in there. Whether it's Houston, San Antonio is not a big city, but it's a solid city. We're solid, yeah, it's solid city. Dallas, and then you also got uh, what was it? Austin. Yeah, I love Austin. I, I'm not really ready cool. to put. I'm not ready to put Texas up with Colorado or Michigan. Sorry, I think I'm going with Colorado. I think I'm going with New York, California, Massachusetts, Colorado. That's that's it for me. Well, I guess I'm doing Mount Rushmore. Base. Have you been to all four of the states? Yes. Okay, so I guess we're going to do Mount Rushmore based off states I've been to: New Jersey, New York, Maryland, and South Carolina. Would be mine. <laughs> I I will I will tell you the following states I have not been to. Okay, Hawaii and Alaska. I I really didn't consider them because I haven't been there. Yeah, so Hawaii and Alaska. They're not for me. Could not be now. Uh, both of those, honest, could be in there after I go because Hawaii obviously is supposed to be amazing. Alaska is also supposed to be amazing. So I think both of those have have a lot of good qualities potentially, but I wasn't there, so I just really couldn't include those two. Oh, how many states have you been to? Well, hold on. So I'm gonna, I'm working backwards the other way. So I've never been to Hawaii and Alaska. And then other states I've never been to, Oregon, Idaho, Montana. Um, those three for sure. And Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Nine states I haven't been to. I've been to every other one. And I don't think, other than Hawaii and Alaska, although I hear Oregon's nice, I don't think, and I also hear Montana and Idaho are nice. Montana, but, uh, Montana state actually, I've heard is really underrated. Yeah, but in my opinion, although it's great, they don't have any great cities there. So that okay, I think, list. so, okay, my mom knows this, but I think Idaho has one of the coolest things ever. Names? What? The, one of the coolest no. what? Things ever that I should that I think should be a national monument. What? And I'm not kidding over here, but I always loved this. It does like fourth grade. It's just the blue field at Boise State. All right, <laughs> that's not a national monument. It's a football field. Sure, it's so cool. No, no, it is cool, but it's not a national monument. Okay. Now, Oregon's supposed to be nice, but I've never been there. 
That is the only other city besides Hawaii and Alaska that I would even consider for this Mount Rushmore, but I don't think it can it can make it. I, I think when you look at the four cities I picked, you've got New York, which I think we both agree on. Absolutely. Has a little bit of everything. Massachusetts, you've got an A-plus city in Boston. You've got, uh, no, be- I, I, you've got beaches. From what I heard about Massachusetts, absolutely, yeah. Beaches, Just hearing Cape about Cod. It, yeah. You've got a, a lot of good things, local products. You've got you know good companies located there. Um, there's there's different there's different nature elements to look at. I, I mean, there's a lot going on, and you got the history, uh, mostly in Boston, but the history of the and, entire state being one of the first ever states. And not to mention, it's literally the best state in the country, like economic wise. Not I don't know about economic wise. I know I know education wise, it's literally the best. Yeah, they do a great job. So they, New York so and Massachusetts yeah. were pretty easy calls. Now, when you look at you know, when you look at the other states, California, to me, also, again, you've got great nature, you've got the redwoods, the beaches, and you've got A-plus cities, San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego. You know, these are A-plus cities that are destinations. People want to live there. Sacramento. companies headquartered there. The economy is good. There's things Oakland. to do. The weather's nice. Oakland doesn't count as an A-plus city. San Jose. San Jose is a good city, but not an A-plus city. You know what I'm saying? So okay. California, I feel pretty confident putting them in there with three A-plus cities in San Francisco, Los Angeles, and San Diego. And then Colorado, you've got Denver, which is an A-plus city. You've got other good areas like Colorado Springs, Fort Collins. You've got the Air Force Base in Colorado. You've got the Rocky Mountains, which are excellent, awesome, yeah. um, and just the all over. Like, I mean, talk about economics is amazing. They produce a lot of great things. They have great farmland there. They produce a lot of food. The beer in Colorado is arguably maybe some of the best beer in the U.S. for sure. They have a lot of different breweries, great food all over that Denver area, great colleges too. Uh, I, I think Colorado is is just making it in over Michigan, which, you know, they've got some good cities. Detroit, I don't know if I'm considering that an A-plus city. Um, I do love Grand Rapids and Ann Arbor, and, you know, some of those other cities are really nice. Traverse City is great. The Upper Peninsula is beautiful in the summer. There's a lot of great, you know, lake whether it's on Lake Michigan, Lake Erie, or, you know, whatever you want to call it. But it's not going to make the cut. Colorado is in as my number four Mount Rushmore city. I, th- I think the two big takeaways from that, two big cons from, from Michigan, I think we both know, are Detroit's and the whole how bad it is in the situation with it with right now, and the Flint water situation, which is just – Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's good point. how bad the country is with that one right now. But, uh, yeah, and I think with how excellent Colorado is, and I think Michigan probably you could probably say for me it's a great state, but those two issues over there are pretty glaring when you look at it. Yeah, stand I out to you. And and oh. for Illinois, which I briefly considered, really outside of Chicago, I don't think it's bringing it in the other areas. I think Chicago is an excellent city. I don't know if it's bringing it in the other areas. I'd actually think. Minnesota actually also would get a little bit of consideration. 
the Minneapolis-St. Paul Twin Cities. They are the city of ten, they are the state of ten thousand lakes. Lake life in Minnesota is big time uh, in the summer, and excellent things to do there. But again, just not up to the level of where Colorado is. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, our next topic right now. Okay, I'm making some. I'm making some in a spot, but just been. I don't know if we covered the Demar Rosen trade. Actually, I think we did, but that's to the point where I cover. There's a report right now that Kawhi Leonard wants to form a super team in Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't know what that. I don't know what that even means. Like, what players can you use to form a super team when they're all on the other super teams? There's none of them left. Yeah, I, I don't know. I thought that was a pretty interesting point. Uh, another pretty interesting point. Dwayne Wade today got offered 25 mil to join a Chinese team. Is he doing it? He's making a decision, I think, in the next two weeks, he said. I think he should. I mean, I don't know. Is it is it Stefan Marbury's team? No, I don't. No, actually. I think with a start or something. Um, I guess let's go. I mean, I were to say kind of scrambling because I did not think any of the more of the topics through. Lessons to be learned from Max. Um, I had a trade proposition for you. Okay. You've been telling me to watch The Mighty Ducks for now since this podcast started. Correct? Yes, and it's honestly. Embarrassing that you haven't watched it yet. <laughs> Wait, would you, would you like to tell everybody what, what I said before? What I sent to the Snapchat, to you and Snapchat, and how I look like an idiot for that? No, you can tell it. <laughs> so, there was, I thought what I thought was a really funny review, and how it said, I hate hockey, and I hate kids. And I said to the general, like, ha ha look at this funny review, it's pretty funny. And then he just told me, it's from the movie. So I think I'm gonna have to watch the movie pretty soon. But here's mm-hmm. my achievement. So one of the shows I've been watching actually is pretty cool. So I maybe we should bleep this out, but I illegally downloaded all the TV show. I, I illegally downloaded Friends, even though it's on Netflix, and I have it, and Entourage, even though it's on HBO, and I have that. And then I also downloaded The OC, Even Stevens, Boy Meets World. Lizzie McGuire, and what was the last show? I think Smallville. Yeah, Smallville. And I put it onto the computer, and now I can watch whatever show I want in like random orders. So, I thought that's pretty cool to mention. I know you're probably jealous of me right now, but I'll let it go. Maybe I can show, show, show you how to do it. Um, but back to the trade. Back to the trade proposition. I will watch Mighty Ducks this week. If you watch the Lizzie McGuire movie. What, what I don't... Okay, what I, I understand what you're trying to get at here, but what I don't understand is why these two things are the same. You've never seen The Mighty Ducks, which is why I keep telling you to watch it. I've seen the Lizzie McGuire movie, <laughs> so you tell What's me last you saw it. I've seen it before. What's the last you saw it? I, it's been a while, but... It, that doesn't matter. The point is, you need to find something that you think is good that you want me to watch that I've never seen. 
And don't say any million dollar cook off because I've already seen it. <laughs> How do you know I was going to go there? I knew exactly what you were going to go. I, just, I was literally going to say it. Um, <laughs> I was literally going to say it. Um, okay. Uh, what are some yeah. of your favorite movies? Oh, yesterday I cried. And then <laughs> it's pretty pathetic. You ever seen the movie Cars? Uh, I don't know if I've. I, you know what? I have sat through. I have seen most of it. It's like he gets it's the one with Lightning McQueen. Gets... Ciao. What? It's the one with Lightning McQueen, the red race yeah, car. He like gets lost and he's like trying to find his way back and he's like stuck in this town. That's, like, I cried last night. I watched it and I cried at the end of it. <clears throat> what are like your favorite movies that you don't think I've seen? Um, remember the Titans? Have you seen that? Yes. Pulp Fiction. Have you seen that? Yes. The Girl Next Door. Have you seen that? The what? The Girl Next Door. Yeah. Okay, this isn't a scary movie. This is a scary movie. This is not one of my favorite movies, but it's important movies for me, definitely movie-wise. Uh, The Strangers. I'm not watching that. Why? Because it's not... I don't want to enjoy scary movies. It will not affect you as bad as it did for me. No, have I'm I t- not watching have... it. It's not even... Not, the trade will not be discussed if you were going to come up with that. <laughs> Fine. Um, have you seen... Um, I, never saw Saving Pri- I never saw Saving Private Ryan. Should I watch that? I think I should watch it probably at some point. Um, have you ever seen Jurassic, Jurassic Park? Okay. I've never seen Jurassic Park. I've seen Saving Private Ryan. Is it good? Yeah, it's great. Okay. Um, would you watch the movie The Conjuring? No. You, you don't like scary movies at all? No. Like, I'm in the realm of it's a bad scary movie. Yeah, I don't like. No, it. I will not watch any scary movies. Horror movies, I will not watch. No shit. What horror? What horror movies have you watched? I really haven't watched any. I just don't like them. Really? Yep. They they scare me. I don't like it. Should I tell the? Sc- I don't know how much how much time we have right now. Uh, and also, I don't know who's listening to this podcast. Okay. So, like, does, like, the Friday the 13th movie scare you? Yeah. See, that's where it's... That all was, like, scary, but not too scary up until I watched The Strangers when I was 10. That was a really bad decision by me. And I think to this day, that's the worst thing... That's the worst decision I ever made. All right, well, there you have it. Do Do you want to know why? Why? Okay, so... You've been to my house, yeah. Okay. You remember the office we had downstairs? We yeah. sat downstairs? So it was around late 08. I want to say summer of 08. The movie came out in, like, March of 08. And up until then, I I started watching, like, actual horror movies. Like, I think I watched the Friday the 13th movies and maybe some of the Halloween movies. But it was, it had some jump scares, but it could never happen. So, 
I went downstairs at two in the morning, put the movie on the desktop, played it through, and that from around this from summer of '08 to December of '08, I slept with lights on and a butter knife in my room. Butter knife gonna do? I don't. I thought. I guess. I guess ten year old Max thought that would help me in case somebody came to the room. But the problem was, it was way too realistic for me. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch any of those movies. <laughs> what if I paid you to? No, I'm not gonna watch any of those movies. Okay, so I'm gonna watch the Mighty Ducks. You're gonna watch Jurassic Park. That sounds good. All right, fine. When do we have to complete this task by? By next podcast, maybe. All right. Uh, pretty big news, and you want to announce it for you for the South Carolina Stingrays? What happened? Yeah, the uh, the Stingrays have some big changes coming up. Uh, in fact, now all three teams that are affiliated with the Capitals in the Capitals organization will have new head coaches for next year. We obviously had Barry Trotz leaving in Washington. Todd Reardon's been hired. We had Troy Mann leaving Hershey after the Hershey team struggled this year. And former Stingray head coach Spencer Carberry was hired there. And now Ryan Wersofsky, who's been with the Stingrays as a coach for the last five years, as a head coach for the last two years, will be going to Charlotte to be with the Charlotte Checkers. So that was just announced yesterday on Monday. We're recording this on a Tuesday. And the Stingrays are in the market for a new head coach. Uh, I really have no input on what the status is of that. Uh, I'm sure our... President Rob Cannon and our owner Todd Halloran are hard at work to find the next coach of the Stingrays. Uh, the Stingrays have a track record. Four straight head coaches in a row have been promoted from assistant coach to head coach. So the trend has been if you've been the assistant, you're getting a shot. Uh, so a lot of people are speculating that our current assistant head coach, assistant coach Steve Bergen, who's been here the last two years as an assistant, might get a look. But um, other than that, I really have no other input or really much to say about it. Can't really talk about the ongoing process while it happens. But I can say that, you know, Ryan uh, was looking at some some jobs over the last couple of years, and he's a really young head coach. He's only 30. Uh, he was one of the youngest head coaches in our league in the ECHL, and he'll be one of the youngest coaches in the AHL as an assistant. And as you know, Max, the Carolina Hurricanes have struggled – uh, they're kind of going through a lot of changes themselves in their organization. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do with a group of talented prospects down in Charlotte. They have a lot of good talent that Carolina has been stockpiling. You know that they're a young team and uh, Ryan's going to have an opportunity to coach some really good players in Charlotte this year. And I'll just give the insight. How are the players reacted to this? Um, you know, that's actually a good question. I, I haven't really talked to any of them. Uh, we don't really have that many guys here over the summer, so it's not like I could just see them in the locker room or something, but, um, you know, I'm sure we've had some guys have been a little surprised. Uh, we actually have 12 players officially signed for next season already. Awesome. Those guys are still under contract, you know, with, with the Stingrays for next year. I'm sure those guys are wondering what's going on and who the next guy might be. And then we have a lot of other players that are considering whether they will return or not. 
from last year. And I think, uh, you know, the reaction is that they, they know Warsawski is a, a young coach who wants to get up to the next level, have a shot to, to make it all the way to the NHL. And so they're probably not too surprised that he's looking to make the move up to the next level. But uh, I'm sure they're going to miss him here because we've had a lot of success with him. So I actually had a question for you about minor league contracts and how everything works. <laughs> so I read about, I read about um, that the players get paid minimal amount, like knocking money. They get paid. They get they give them like twenty dollars a day, twenty five dollars for food, and um, what's the last thing I have to say? Um, and the hotel rooms obviously come come with playing for the team. Um, how is the situation in minor league hockey? Well, it's a little bit different in hockey. Um, you know, a lot of the ECHL players who are who are contracted by ECHL teams, you know, that's the lowest level um, as far as kind of what kind of players we have. You know, we, we have three different kinds of players. We have some players that are contracted by the Washington Capitals who then get sent down to play for us. And, you know, they, they call that a, you know, a minor league salary. So, you know, you might have a player that signs a deal with the Capitals and they might make, let's say, you know, the league minimum of around, you know, 300,000 or 500,000 or whatever the league minimum is if they're in the NHL. But if they're not in the NHL, then they have a minor league salary. And that goes down. Uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure what everyone's minor league salary is, but it's more like around 100,000 or 150,000 instead of the, you know, salary that they would make up there. But they also have a signing bonus when they sign with the Capitals as well that, they, that they'll make. Then you have a second, which is an AHL contract. So they might be signed by our affiliate in Hershey. And again, in Hershey, you know, they'd have their salary that they'd make in, as an AHL player, and they'd have a salary they make as a ECHL player. But that salary would still be pretty, pretty good, to, decent to good, because they're on an AHL contract. But then you have the lowest level of the three that we would have, and that would be obviously the ECHL contract. And when you look at the ECHL contracts, those are the lowest of the salary. So if you have a player on an ECHL contract, there's different salaries that that player could make. There's a league minimum, and then there's you know higher end salaries. So we, but that salary would come from us, and so that's the lowest of the three. The players' housing is included. They get their apartments here paid for by the team. Uh, and then, obviously, when we go on the road, they get per diem uh, for the road games. I think it's about $42 a day for the road games. And, obviously, the hotel is included. And, you know, there's sometimes the team will buy some meals and some other things for the players. Uh, I think they get, for the most part, treated pretty well. I think it's a little bit better than – yeah, baseball. Like in, in minor league baseball, it's a little bit different because those players are only seasonal employees. Uh, they, you know, they have enough time with baseball just being during the summer that they could maybe get another job for their time. But if you're a top prospect, you sign a contract and you get a big signing bonus. So if you get drafted in the first round, second round, third round, fourth round, probably even fifth round. You get a pretty major signing bonus for for signing your pro deal. 
But if you get drafted in the 20th round or something like that, um, you know, something lower, and a lot of those guys at rookie level or single A, those players who were drafted that late, their signing bonus isn't that They don't have as much to live off of on the signing bonus. Whereas even if you're down in single A and your base salary might be pretty weak, if you were like a second or third round pick, your signing bonus would still be pretty, pretty good. And you could live off of that for a little while. Um, Hockey, you get the signing bonus at the NHL level. I'm not sure about the AHL, but I can tell you that there's no signing bonus at the ECHL level. Guys are just happy to be in the organization. And most of the guys, you know, some players stay in the ECHL for a while, but other players, you know, they give it a couple of years, and if they don't make it up to the AHL, you know, they're doing something else. They're, they're not staying here forever. Not everyone. Some will. But, uh, you know, there's there's some good players that start out in the ECHL that just need to prove themselves, and they'll be right up in the AHL quickly, and then you're only one step away. So it's a little bit different. I'm kind of just looking at it right now, and I'm pretty impressed by the fact of what they give them per day. Because I read it – because I read uh, – I read a bunch of minor league, minor league players interviews and how the money they get per day for food, like $20, when they, when it was raised to $25 last year, they were, like, so happy with that. So it's kind of interesting looking at how, I mean, $40 for, for a day for food is pretty solid, I would say. Um, it's kind of kind of surprised by that in, like, a good way, obviously, and see how – I don't know if – what was that? Uh, I'm dog sitting a dog right now. So, oh, what's up, a dog? Uh, I don't really know. I so I assume you're looking at dogs right now too. What do you mean? No, I'm just dog sitting my friend's dog. Yeah, but like, cause having a dog in the house, you're probably like, oh, I want a dog right now. Actually, I'm not really into it. Really? Yeah, because you can't do anything. Everything you have to do, you have to consider the dog. It's like having a baby. What about a cat? Definitely no cats. Really? Kelly and I both don't like them. They're not bad in Israel. They're all over the place. I'd rather I'd rather have a dog than a cat. But my number one thing on the dogs is they cannot shed. <laughs> this dog so you... that we're dog sitting for is there's hair everywhere. <laughs> I, I'm not having it. Yeah. So wait, also, this like... dog specifically, I don't know. I think it was a rescue dog. This dog, that's pretty cool. And it's pretty cool, but uh, and, and again, this is I'm not blaming the dog for this, so I don't want it to be misconstrued here. I I like this dog. Her name is Finley. She she's excellent. Um, the shedding Dope name, thing, the shedding thing is is yeah, like Michael Finley, former NBA. Yeah, player, I, I, I like that. I know Mike Finley is tired. I watch his basketball. So. Finley, Finley's a good dog, um, but Finley's previous owner or somebody with Finley um, actually got her neutered um, so that she couldn't have any kids, any puppies, but yes. they did it too early, and it worked, I believe, but it had a bad effect on her bladder, so... <laughs> When when she gets excited and meets someone new for the first time, <laughs> no, she pees on the you know wherever she is. So it's 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 a problem. I come home from work and you know, there's a pretty much immediate cleanup situation necessary. So that's hilarious. 
I feel bad. I feel bad for you. I can see. Yeah, I, Finn, I can see Finley. You know that she doesn't mean to do it. You know she's she's upset at even that it's happened. You know. Yeah. And she's a she's a good she's a good dog. She's a very. Is, good it, a, dog. is it a big dog? Like a good retriever type dog? Uh, not that big, but I would say about size. Like a Labrador. Yeah, I guess. So it's like shit all over the couch and all that oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I have to oh, on no. top of the couch. <laughs> because so I, where you know, are you, she's, where she's, are you recording right now? In my apartment. I thank you, Jared. I know that. But where in your apartment are you recording? Well, I'm sitting on the couch right now, but before I was sitting at, at the kitchen table. Oh, not bad. Well, I have the uh the sheet on top of the couch, so the couch is actually going to be, you know, pretty quickly. I have a lint roller that I keep lint rolling the hair. And Kelly is like, get that lint roller out of here. You know, I, I lint rolled the – because the thing is, Finley, Finley and my girlfriend Kelly have a really good relationship. So, you know, Kelly and Finley love each other. <laughs> Finley jumps in the bed with Kelly. Finley lays down the bed. And then I get in the bed. I got to lint roll it before I get in there. So, <laughs> so – when I get older, I plan on getting four dogs. Actually, oh, well, do you? How are you going to figure that out? I'm going to have a wife. That, I'm going to. I'm going to actually gonna marry somebody that wants four dogs. Obviously, right. um, and I'm. I already know the names for them. Actually, what, what are the names? I'm going to name two. Actually, you know, two of the names. If you get, I'm naming them for TV characters. If you get, if you get the TV characters, I'll I'll, I'll give you props. Uh, yeah. What? I'm naming two of the dogs after TV characters. Yeah. If you guess, if you guess, oh, the you're letting characters, me guess. Yeah. All right, Rachel and Joey. No. <laughs> Chandler <laughs> and Monica. Not, not friends, Chandler. Jared. It's not friends. <laughs> Drama and Turtle. No. Vinny and E? No. Ari Gold? Nope. Uh, what? I don't know. What else do you like? I'm, I'm, I'm going to name my son after after Vincent Chase. So. Um, Seth and Summer. I don't know what that's from. Ask Kelly. Okay. So, no. Um, all right. Back to the podcast that we're supposed to be doing. Um... What else has happened? It kind of sucks because in the summer, really nothing happens. Especially after all the NBA free agency, pretty much nothing. Would you agree with me? Yeah, I mean, you've got MLB, you had the, the home run derby and all-star game, now you got the trade deadline we talked about a little bit. And other than that, everything else is really in the off-season. You're kind of in the dead of summer. Uh, Do you like college football? Not Particularly, I mean, I'll watch a little bit of. Um, okay, so I, I, I kind of got a little bit more into it when I was in Michigan because it was a bigger deal. You know, you got Michigan, oh, yeah. Michigan State. Uh, you know, I was working in Division Two football for the one year with Ferris State. Um, you know, it's obviously a big deal down here with South Carolina and Clemson. I, I kind of officially am a Michigan football fan. So, no, it's pretty cool. We're both Michigan fans. I mean, 
it was pretty cool. I got to go to a couple games uh, when I was living there in Michigan. So I will admit that I kind of adopted the team, but Northeastern cut their football team in 2009 when I was a, I think, third year in school. Did uh, you watch it? Year. Did you watch the ESPYs this past weekend? I, you know what, I didn't, and I, I usually like watching them, but I did not. Get I do too. I did. I didn't watch it. I saw the whole Michigan State thing and the whole, and they had all the survivors from the mm. Larry Nazar thing. Pretty incredible over there. Pretty also yeah. insane. I'm gonna try to go back and watch some of it. Did you watch I, Danica Patrick? No, I actually like her. I think she's pretty funny. I didn't, I didn't really hear much, so I, I will. I have to go back. Maybe I'll report back next next podcast. All right. Um. Oh, you, you watched the Yankee game? You, hear, you heard about what happened, right? That's pretty funny. Yeah, but now he's on the DL, so it's kind of hard to see what it, you know. He's on the DL, Jared, and I'm saying this with quotation marks around it. You think they just made that up? Yeah, I do. Really? He is they'll be during the last stretch of that play, he started running. I, I completely disagree. I think it was kind of just yeah. He's on a DL to put on let's put him there for a couple of games because of a groin injury. I completely think that. All I right, think, well I thought it was pretty pathetic by the way. That the Tampa Rays I know the Yankees won today four nothing. Uh but that, You know who's at the Yankee game today? Who? Who? Former podcast guest Rick Kovard. Oh wow! I got him tickets. I have a friend that works for the Tampa Bay Rays, and Rick is down there. Uh, he's going to see Dave Matthews Band tomorrow night in Tampa. I heard. I heard and, a good. I heard a good song by them. By the way, today it's called Jimmy Something. Jimmy Thing. Jimmy Thing. Yeah, it's actually spelled after Jimmy Hendrix. I'm yes. pretty sure it's about. Yeah, I bet you now. You knew that before me. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I actually, have, I actually have a good topic right now. It's kind of a little bit later, but what TV character duo is your favorite combo to watch interact? Oh. <laughs> Holy crap! Kelly just got home. So I, I told you that Finley likes Kelly. <laughs> Finley very excited that Kelly's home. Um, my favorite, my favorite two television duo is that what we're talking about? Favorite TV character duo to watch interact. I go, I go actually Ari and Lloyd over here. I go with Chandler and Joey. Really? Wow. I love, I love Joey. He's hysterical. Who do you think I'm most? Okay, I'll say who you're most like, uh, and then you say who I'm most like. Okay. Who you're most like? Yeah. Of which of, of those three, three characters? Of those three characters, the three guys on the show. Okay. I think you're most like Chandler. You think I'm most like Chandler? Yeah. I don't I don't really know who you're most like. I was gonna say maybe Chandler too. I I think I'm more like Ross actually. You think you're more like Ross? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't I think that's a bad thing. I don't think you wanna be like Ross. But Ross gets to date Rachel. That's pretty solid. Yes, but he also is an archaeologist or whatever. Well, I think dinosaurs are awesome, dude. <laughs> I, 
I think you'll agree with me after you watch Jurassic Park. All right. Well, I got to watch Jurassic Park. It's on Netflix and you have. All right. Good. It's on Netflix? It's on Netflix and Showtime. Just... All right. All right. Let's wrap it up here. You have a hot take? Um, I don't know if this is worth. This is an imp- oh wait, the song for the beginning of the, for the, for the beginning of the goddamn chat. I believe this is the new. No, actually. we're not. No, you will tell me this later. You're not, you're not doing this again. Okay. Um. Do I have a hot? Are you giving me the one that you gave me before? What was, what was the one I gave you before? About Italian food. Oh. Yeah. It's an in- inappropriate take. <laughs> no. I mean, I chose that. It's an incorrect take, not inappropriate. Incorrect. No, it's not incorrect. All right, well, then you can give it, and I'm going to shoot it down, but you can give it. Okay. Um, lasagna. Okay. Lasagna is better than plain pizza. Plain? What do you mean by plain pizza? Like, like cheese pizza. Just cheese pizza. Yeah. What kind of cheese pizza? Cheese pizza from like New York? Like where? Where'd you get Ugh. cheese pizza from? Yeah, New York. Like a New York City slice. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. New York City slice is incredible. Uh, you know what me and Michael did last last year? What? We went around. We went around New York City eating different different pizza. Yeah, did you go around New York City eating different lasagna? <laughs> oh, screw you. What happened? Finley just ran into the wall. <laughs> she jumped into her bed, and then her bed slid into the door in the wall. A, well, a couple of years ago, we were seeing me, I see me over at this kid's house for at a party, and this kid had, this kid had his cousin's dog over, apparently. And at the party, there was chips. And the kid said specifically before the party, like, hey, don't feed the dog any chips or pass it to the hat. I guess overnight, the dog ate chips or something. And on the kid's Xbox, Mac, bed, couch, and kitchen table, there was this shit everywhere. Oh. I felt so bad. <laughs> and then the dog had this adorable, it was a shit too. Sort of like really small dogs. And they kind of look pretty stupid, but they're really cute at the same time, too. And <laughs> you wake up and this dog is sticking its, like, little tongue out of its mouth. <laughs> and, and just in the house, it reeks of, of alcohol and dog crap. So I hope that doesn't happen to you, by the way. On that note, that's it for our, this episode <laughs> of the MJ Podcast. We'll talk to you all after Max and I have watched our respective movies for the trade.